0: Welcome to The Confidence Project. My name is Liam and I have made it my mission to skyrocket your confidence across body, mind and everything in between. I want this podcast to inspire you so that you have the self-belief and motivation to become the best version of yourself. Thank you so much for listening and embarking on what's going to be an incredible journey for the both of us. Let's take you from where you are now to where you want to be. Team, welcome back to another episode. We are on episode 33, and for 33 episodes, you've listened to me waffle on, and honestly, it really does mean the world, so thank you, as always, for tuning in and listening. This could not be done without you, so you support the kind words that we get on the back of episodes every now and then. It really does make my day, so thank you so much for that. Now, today, I want to discuss what I would consider a forever hot topic, because it always seems to be someone's struggle, hurdle, including my own, And to be honest with you, it's only recently I feel like I've really got my head around this and and I can say, you know what? I know how to combat that. Now, of course, this is me. I'm not you. What works for me may not work for you. But I want to share with you today five ways that I've combated any nutrition struggles. Um, Now, there's no right or wrong order to this. Um, And like I said, this is what's worked for me. And it's what I've had to sort of try and test over the years and you know, it's, it's an ever growing process. I'm always going to get things wrong, but it's only now, like I said, I feel like, yeah, I've got this. I know how to deal with it and ultimately how to look after my headspace and how to align that with food. Now, my biggest struggle, and I know so many other people have struggled with this, so many clients, is just overeating. And it's this idea of having an all or nothing approach to your food. Um, hypothetically, again, Monday to Friday, it would look good. The weekend, it's ruined and it all goes a little bit pear-shaped. And, and you know, if, if that doesn't sound familiar, then you're quite lucky because I know so many people um, who who are victims of, of the Saturday-Sunday binge, if you will. Um, but like I say, I feel like I know how to deal with it now. Um, and, you know, yes, you know, I'm a PT coach, but I do have these struggles. So actually, first, I want you to know that whatever your struggle is, and that's food related or not, that you know we're all human and we all go through these things, of course, but there is a way around it and some just take a little longer than others. So there's no right or wrong order to this, but ultimately, if you can take something away from this, I would love to know because I know for so many people, it's one of the biggest hurdles. So like I say, I'm always, I say always, I was overeating. Um, I was in a position where I would be, quite rigid monday to friday um really disciplined yes there might be a little bit of leniency with that but it's you know for me i'm tracking my calories and everything's tracked and everything's looking quite good um but it's as soon as one meal goes then the rest goes so if it's a friday night takeaway because i've earned it in my head then that's it well you know saturday I might have a decent breakfast, but then we're out for tea the next day and then what's the point in doing Sunday is almost the logic behind it. So all of a sudden, out of what could be a potential seven great days, only four of them have been decent because like I've self-sabotaged on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I know I'm not the only one. I know that, again, this is why I can discuss it. So many people are doing a similar thing. So please, if you are listening to this, here is my solution. So the first way I would combat... Um, overeating, um, or like I say, you know, this may apply to you if you've got another struggle with um, nutrition, right? it might be nice just to add a new perspective to your headspace. But for me, the first thing is out of sight, out of mind. So if I've gone shopping, and like Peter Kay said, never shop when you're hungry because you get everything and anything. If your um, go-to food isn't in the house, um, for instance, chocolate, then you're not going to eat it. You're much less likely to eat it. Um, and that's quite a big thing, really, because I know how tempting it is to just, you know, when you're in the shop and you've gone in for, I don't know, your, tomorrow's lunch or whatever, and you just think, oh, then biscuits are on offer, I'll get them, or, you know, limited edition, I'll have it. You've got to try them, they'll run out, or there's something seasonal going on. You know, there's always something that draws you in. It's always, you know, your confectionery, something a bit it's sugary, really, the good stuff. Um, So the first thing I've thought and and realised that actually if you don't buy that, if you don't put that in your basket, then how can you eat it? It's not there. And if you take yourself out of the equation further, so this might be quite difficult if you work at home, or you're, you're surrounded by the same four walls at all times, but for me, if I know that, okay, let's say I've caved and the food is in the cupboard, um, what if I went for a dog walk and I got myself out of the house, or I took myself to work, or I took myself to the gym, or I did something where when I'm having these thoughts of oh yeah, you should go have that, then if I'm out of, out of sight, it's out of mind. So I know that's quite an obvious one, but and it does take a little bit of discipline to apply that. Um, but you know, if you haven't bought it, amazing. If you have bought it, then is there a way around it? And and that's something that I think can really be harnessed and honed in. It just takes practice because eventually like I'm now in a position where let's say we've got four cookies in the house rather than having all four and then going back to the shop and getting another four I can just have one and I won't self-sabotage and if I have a couple more I won't feel guilty but that was me I was you know having that all or nothing approach and I can talk the talk but I know that I would always fall back into that And, and it's only now that confidently I can say that I don't so out of sight, out of mind is the first way I would look at combating it, um, but it's not the only way. And the second way that I would also consider, um, to put this into perspective, is your 80-20 rule, and this is something that you've probably heard me speak about quite often, um, but essentially, and this can be applied to your day, your week, your month, your year. There's different ways you can look at it, but if I said to you, 80% of the time, I want you to be good on it, make good choices, look after yourself yourself. Um, you know, do the things that make you feel good. 80% of the time, then 20% of the time, you can do what you want because the chances are it's not going to do that much damage. It's all in balance, and everyone's a winner. Whereas if you are on it, well, obviously zero, zero <laughs> percent of the time, then then nothing happens. But if you also on it 100% of the time, then eventually you'll crash and burn. So it is having that balance now how do you get to this? Again, it takes discipline. It takes time. You might have to do the out of sight, out of mind approach in order to to bridge that gap, but there is a way around it. Um, And I think that's something where, yes, it can help you, but it can also help you in hindsight because so often you can feel guilty, frustrated that you have done something. Um, But let's say you've written off your Saturday. Well, that's one day out of seven. That's not the end of the world. Obviously, you know, We've all been there like i said when you do your friday saturday sunday sabotage or whatever it happens but how do we get around it and applying eight the eight to twenty rule to your week or even your day really can help you feel less guilty or feel better in your decisions now the third way i would look at um helping combat your nutrition Um, is to actually just tell yourself, and when I say tell yourself, I mean actually tell yourself, verbalise it, don't just have someone else convince you, every day is a new day, literally today is today, yesterday was yesterday, tomorrow is tomorrow, and that is it, there needs to be no thought process behind what's happened, the past is the past, And it's how can you serve your future self? So you've got to think, what could I be doing rather than what I have or haven't done? So when it comes to your food, if you have overeaten um, or your food hasn't gone the way you want it to go, then what do we do? We draw a line under it and we move on. Um, And you do that by winning the day early. So like say, if your Sunday has been a write-off, then Monday morning, you wake up and you make it count and you do something for yourself and you do something to make you feel good and you kick start that day but leave the past behind because it won't do you any favours dwelling or feeling guilty on what like say what has or hasn't happened to you and, and in terms of your food or activity or whatever it is so i think that's also a really potent point because you can actually beat yourself up for weeks oh god i had a cookie on 4th february 2002 well so what what are you gonna do live your life without eating cookies you know don't matter who cares so just look after yourself from a headspace point of view and learn to learn to love yourself and your decisions and be proud of how far you've come over the months and years you play the long game as opposed to playing the short game and, and dwelling on the day or week um so like i say every day is a new day now another one i think this is um this is something more people need to be told because when it comes to food and exercise there's always a trend there's always something going on do this don't do that um my solution is don't follow the hype do what you want to do look after the food and what you put in your body in the way that you want to if you want to eat a certain food eat that certain food that's absolutely fine but again we find the balance we find solutions around it but so often I see people calorie counting, hate calorie counting and, and the wake up and the, the dread putting the numbers in and it's a real ball ache for them, really. I've seen people Weight Watchers, Slimming World, you know, we had if you remember if you listen to last week's podcast, we had the, the amazing Dawn on and, and you know, and she did Weight Watchers and Yes, I understand the premise, but you know, she was saying it didn't last and, and I've seen so many people just not last from it. Now I will clarify everyone is different, so it, you may love it, and that's great, go for it, you know, whatever gets you through the day with your food, but for me, like I say, calorie counting works, for Dawn, Weight Watchers didn't work, you know, there's there's little things, you know, so, but do what you want to do, and, and these things take time, and like I say, it's only now that I can make this podcast, but you know, like even stuff like meal prepping, I, you know, I get texts every now and then, like, oh, oh, I need to be more organized with food and do this, and yeah, you might need to be more organized, but you don't feel like you've got to dig out all the Tupperware and make seven days worth of food because you'll you'll resent your food. Like and I've done that in the past, and then like I've made th- food Monday to Thursday, ten meals sat in the fridge, and I think I don't want that. So you know, take each day as it comes. And again, like I said, this reiterates the point of every day is a new day. So don't follow the hype would be my fourth point I would make regarding this because. You don't need to, you're you and someone else is someone else and their decisions are theirs and yours are yours. So learn to love your decisions and learn to love yourself Um, and don't worry about the do's or don'ts and just focus on the number one priority, which is you. And then obviously align that with the decisions and the goals that and where you want to be, really. So, you know, play the long game. Don't worry about it, my friends. And the fifth and final point is have an active weekend. So when... Your food choices are poor again. Typically on a weekend, that comes with being quite sedentary. So you know, let me paint a picture for you. you. I don't know. You might be hungover on Sunday, having gone out Saturday night, and you've got a McDonald's breakfast, and then you you skip lunch because you're spewing in the toilet, and then you've got a takeaway, and you're just like, right, I'll start again tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> That's worst case scenario. Um, but I'm sure we've all been there. Um, but if you were to have an active weekend, and I, and I'll go one further than this, but what that's going to do is, A, get your endorphins going, so get get your you know your, your happiness thriving. Um, that's going to make you feel so much better, and it's going to give you purpose for the day, and then in turn that will help with your decisions. Obviously, you can apply that to you know um, midweek. So you know if you go to the gym, you'll almost reiterate subconsciously. Well, what's the point in eating rubbish food now because I'd almost undo all my hard work and. It's, it's quite a nice logic to take really because it will help you make better decisions that your future self will thank you for but on a weekend so like again if you're training Monday to Friday and having a weekend off that's fine but that may come with being more sedentary you know if you're not at the gym you're not getting your steps in so I would do that now a lot of people will do that in the morning and that's absolutely fine I think that's an amazing thing to be doing you get up for a Sunday morning walk with the family take the dog out and everyone's happy um but again like you might be home for before lunch and then and then what and then you're on sofa and then you you laze about and whatever and again everything i say this is what i've done i'm speaking what i've done really so something i did a couple of months ago and i don't do this often but it was on on a bit of a whim really and i just went to the gym on a sunday evening and i went to a different gym so obviously like if you know me and and you work with me I, i train at home i train in the garage in our gym where we're based out of um but I went to um, the local gym and I just used different equipment that I wouldn't go on. I got out of the house. I had to obviously drive there. That then aligned with the outer sight, outer mind sort of thing, um, and I just did my own little thing and, and just actually felt really proud of my Sunday because I was looking after myself in a way that I wasn't used to, and it, it and it just almost disrupted what could have been a sedentary day. And I thought, you know what? I've smashed that because I came home, and. I just enjoyed my tea, um, which was a good choice because I, I was sort of said, you know, look, well, we don't need we don't to take away, we had to take on Friday or whatever, you know, we, we can do better than that. And it's a case of then like stepping up to the occasion of being like, yeah, all right, I've done that, so I won't undo it by doing that. So if you are somebody, like say, who hypothetically falls off on the weekend, then be active. Go do something. Take yourself out all day go for a nice walk, go for a drive to, I don't know, go to the Lake District, it's a lovely place, but wherever you want to go and whatever you want to do, do it, but make sure it aligns with how you feel, do the things that make you feel good, Um, and that will really help combat any struggles, particularly with nutrition. Um, I'm going to throw a bonus one in there, I had five written down, but I had a bit of a, it's very obvious when I say it out, but a bit of a revelation not too long ago, and it was essentially... Poor food equals poor emotions, and then spin that So poor emotions equals poor food. So it all comes down to your headspace. Now, if I've had a bad day, uh, let's just say work—it's not often I do—or um, something's happened, or I'm frustrated at the world for whatever reason, then that that will affect my food choices. I know it will because I just think, "Oh, sod it!" You know, I, I deserve it. The world's been unkind to me. I'm going to have this takeaway or whatever. Um, And then obviously that makes me feel bad. That doesn't align with where I want to be and things like that. Um, And sometimes, you know, you do need your takeaways and all that and that's absolutely fine. But like I said, you know, there's a time and a place. Now, flipping it, if I was feeling fine and then, you know, I was was duped into having a poor food choice, again, I'll use a takeaway as an example, and I feel very sluggish, And demotivated and not really disciplined, or I don't want to do anything, and my skin feels a bit bad, and I just feel a bit meh. um, Then that's going to affect the next day, but it's also you know it's going to affect how I feel there and then. So it's a two it's a two way street really, and that's something that's going to stick with me. So when I am feeling bad, I'm going to have to remind myself to like I said, do one of these things: get yourself out of the house, go for a walk, don't fall into the biscuits in. And then equally, like I say, there's other things you can do. You know, accept every day is a new day all that sort of thing. But that's something that has really, really helped me over these last sort of weeks and months is actually just reiterating that, right, you are having a bad day. Do not let that affect X. Or, okay, you've acted like this. Um, don't, don't, don't phone the takeaway or whatever. Um, and like I say, equally, if you have had that poor food choice, then can you draw a line under it? But yeah, hopefully that sticks with you because that's stuck with me. But like I say, it's, it's quite an obvious one, but when, when I say it out loud and almost drill it into myself, it's like, yeah, you know, just remind yourself, that's how you're gonna feel if you do this. So it all comes down to the next day, and then we, we go from there. And, and like we say, if you have a good day, then that will fuel the next day. But if you have a bad day, that will disrupt the next day and so on and so forth. So you've got to sort of think, how will this decision affect the next decision and so on and so forth. But there are ways around and and ways to navigate these potential stumbling blocks. So thank you for listening to me waffle. Um, Hopefully you got something out of this. Um, And like I said, these are just five ways that have helped me. But if you feel like you need further help um, or you want me to clarify anything or just have a little chat about, I am going to say food, but life, then let me know because you know it's my duty and my mission to help you and to help you feel more confident and to be, help you be your best self. So thanks as always, team. Go look after yourselves. Take care, and I'll see you next time.